It is never a dry Thursday here at the Big Gold Belt. We got things to cover tonight. ROH final, final battle is this weekend. Uh, big changes seems to be appearing in NXT with some major departures seems to be on the way. And some other things, because while people are leaving, more are coming. But we got things to cover tonight, so let's jump into tonight's episode of the Big Gold Belt Podcast. Let's get it in. What's up, folks, and happy Thursday. Welcome to another episode of the Big Go Belt Podcast. The entire team is here. And um, as I said in our intro, we got things to talk about. Um, but before we get into all of those things, I should uh, just give a quick, quick update here. The Big Go Belt. Um, if you've been fans of ours for the, over the years, you know that we do take a little hiatus in the month of January. So I think it's a good time to just note that um, mm-hmm. our last few episodes of the year, then you will not hear from us back until February unless a volcano erupts and we got things to talk about, which quite frankly is looking kind of t- it looks like it's going to be happening because uh, a lot of things are happening left and right. Um, in the world of professional wrestling. But yeah, tonight on the Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast, we are going to start tonight's episode talking about ROH final battle taking place in Baltimore, Maryland this Saturday, which is their final, final battle. <laughs> uh, Literal. <laughs> Sinclair closed up shop, at least as we know it, uh, to be determined. Um, there is a tentative date of April, but I don't think no one's holding their breath for it. Um, but if, if that wasn't just it, you started to look at people tweeting um, from their roster saying they were available for bookings and others saying they were not going to be available for that day. And they weren't going to be there. Big names such as Sumi, uh, Jay Lethal. I mean, then breaking news as of about, I don't know, an hour ago, Bandito, their world heavyweight champion, will not be there, which <laughs> is unfortunate because... I'm pretty sure I can speak for everybody here. We were all looking forward to seeing the Bandito versus Gresham match. Yep. And I'm pretty sure we, we, we will still see it. I mean, I don't know. I think Bandito is booked for Terminus, and that's in January. So could could could, could just uh, raise the stock of that show, which we will be talking about Terminus and on a later show. So stay tuned for that. We're very excited for that. Um, but Bandito um, failed COVID test. Will not be appearing this saturday <sighs> um so things were things were bad things are getting worse 
Um, but I, I, to start off the question, I mean, what what is everyone's mood and feelings and expectation going into this weekend? I mean, this is their final show. Uh, we joke about ROH a lot, but that is our home promotion, one of our home promotions, and we 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 wanted to always see it um, succeed. But things happen, such as Sinclair, mm-hmm. the the judge, jury, and executioner. And here we are. Here's the chips we are we are handed here. We got to try to figure out how to play a couple of hands to make some money. But what do we do? But yeah, let's 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 just go around the table real quick, fellas. And uh, what's what's really your what's to say? What's your mood with all this stuff coming out about ROH and now the biggest, the main event, a match we were all looking forward to for a lot of reasons. It's not going to happen. And I guess the other secondary question is, who is a suitable replacement here for this? How do you make this work if your champion can't be at the last show? Well, we'll start with you. Good this, yeah, good, good evening. It is a fine <laughs> Thursday night as we are headed through the holiday season. And I tell you, it's I'm not trying to bring the mood down, but the build to final battle has been sad. I, I yeah. The the vibe I get online is I do not see a lot of excitement about the show. I see a lot of like a somber mood and a lot of people just more than anything wondering, is this really it more than anything else? And it's unfortunate that that's like the cloud hanging over it. Cause I think back on the history of ROH and just the years and years of like, you know, great shows they had and all the different people that they like gave a platform to from like the two thousands into the 2010s to now. I mean, it's a good near 20 year run they had. And for it all to come to this, it's like, man, like they just cannot catch a break. This news about Bandito at the last minute is is rough because it's like, like you said, I mean, that's the main event. If nothing else, we're thinking, okay, maybe Gresham's gonna get like the big send off as like here's the final thing. He gets the final final guy to hold the belt, maybe. And now, who even knows if that happens? I I really don't know what to think because it feels like there's just a cloud over this event, and. Yeah. I've heard people kicking around, oh, well, a Vincent's or uh, owed a title shot or something. And I'm just looking at it as like, you know what? Going into this show, I don't feel like anything they've been doing applies. I don't think there's any rules. I don't think there should be really any expectations. I think it's going to kind of be like a one-off house show that's going to be the cherry on top of things. And I wish it was more than that. But... <laughs> That's the vibe I have tonight is I'm sitting here 48 <laughs> hours removed. I mean, that that's all I can say about it. It's like, man, I, I've been to a ton of ROH shows, but I'm sitting here just thinking like, man, what the heck are they going to do up there Saturday night in Baltimore? And I honestly don't know. So I, who, who wants I, in here next to share I, some vibes? Hold on. I kind of, I kind of want to, I want to tweak the question just a little bit. And that was, that was a good response here. So, and, and it sounds like Silas, you about to step up for this. Yeah, I'll, I'll step up. And does my so, audio sound okay for right now? Yeah, you're good. You're good. You're okay, good. I see. You. I see with the new headphones. I'm trying, uh, I'm trying to upgrade a little bit, little by little. As, <laughs> as you I'm, be a professional, which, which I'm trying to upgrade, trying to make myself better. But I just hope my life gets together. But um, if no, you, but but I, you, I, you, I, you want me to jump in? Or you want to go ahead yeah, first? Yeah, but I want to tweak the question just a little bit for you here. So, okay. what we know now state of the pandemic happening and other places closed or just said we'll pause for a second before you actually give your reaction to it do you think it was a good strategy for ROH to give their fan base this ultimate cliffhanger of 
we may come back, but we may not. Do you think this served any positivity for them? I mean, you can think the attempt served positivity for them, but the execution was terrible. Um, <laughs> I, I would what say it's it's like when you have everything to gain at least or try to you just try to throw something at the wall to see if it fixed um and that, i just didn't think that, and i just think the execution didn't work um and at this time like with everything or these other promotions coming up and and really taking over and i don't want to say monopolizing in a way but you're like just taking talent left and right it's like what else can i do um just to go on that but i'll say this it's bittersweet for me because I know me and you two, James, have actually, you know, one of my favorite shows of all time, Death Before Dishonor in Baltimore for ROH, where we saw a lot of up and comers during that time. We're talking about Adam Cole, Moose, Cedric Alexander. You had so many, Dalton Castle, you have so many people on that show. Um, even at Jay Lethal uh, versus um, Roger, uh, Lord, Strong. Roger, Roger Strong, of course, that 60 minute draw. Um, you had so many talented people that was on that show um just to show what wrestling could be about if you put wrestling first and to see what it is now um it's, it's just unfortunate you thought at that time and even i guess in the mid 2010s even before that time you even had more great talent that will even reference coming up in the early 2000s or you know 2000s before the 2010s that just had a, a great dynamic feel of what wrestling could be and you thought maybe roh could do what aew is doing right now um but unfortunately it's just not it just didn't happen um granted when you have a show that comes on at two o'clock in the morning on a, <laughs> on a sunday morning when you try to watch it you know you may get some people coming back from the club oh wrestling's on what's this but <laughs> but it's just unfortunate because it has so much potential and unfortunately it just things folded in a way and you think oh okay they may be and i'm gonna make my reference again this feels like WMAC Masters to me, where you uh, oh, you go man. to a, a cliffhanger, and then it ends. We never so got know. an ending to that, didn't you we? You never got an ending to it. Who the Masked Ninja was. Right. Yo, I got to tell you, there was a wild rumor that they were trying to resurrect that, like, earlier last year. I wish. I Bring wish. that back. Instead of ROH, bring that back. And, so, and, 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 and apparently, uh, what's his name with the dreads? He's from this area. Hakeem Austin? Austin? Hakeem yes. Machine? Yes. Yeah. Hey, they say you can spot him like a wild Pokemon out in the DMV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Go ahead, David. So my, my connection to Ring of Honor is a little different than, than you all's because when I first got back into independent wrestling a couple of years ago, that was the first show I went to at a, in Queens, New York. Um, so I was strictly before that watching WWE, WCW, and the like. So for me to go back to, 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 I guess you could call it an independent promotion at the time, back in 2016. Uh, you know, I saw people like Dijakovic. I saw people, they had the, the, the New Japan partnership. So I saw the Young Bucks. I still have the video, you know, Steen, Nakamura. So that started to bring me back into kind of a, a non-WWE product. And it was outdoors. It was the first time I saw Diaparazzo wrestle ever. And, and I was impressed by what I was watching. And then I became a regular highlight watcher shortly thereafter. Not like waiting until 2 in the morning because, you know, we pushing 40. So I'm not staying up to watch, you know, Ring of Honor at 2 a.m. But I will say this. Watching it at free play on a Friday night at 1, 1 in the morning when we're all there, that's different. Because I get people watching it that's, and asking me, who's this? That's still a problem. 
it you should not be watching the week's episode at 1 a.m. I told you if Mash come on before it, it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> it is a problem. <laughs> but the reason I'm bringing this up is is to say that you know people have tried to get into Ring of Honor. We have joked about Ring of Honor a lot on this show. Uh, the women's division was starting to hit its stride. And when we say what's one thing that's really kind of going to be like, ah, that's it. You know, the tournament, Roxy getting the championship. She's defending against Willow, who a lot of us know and, and enjoy her work. And right when that women's division was taking off, gone. And then to leave that little carrot, you know, we might be back after these messages kind of thing. You know, when a show goes on hiatus. No, I'm sorry. What little Those four Honor Club fans that we talk about, they're the only ones probably waiting with well, abated breath to, to see if they make a comeback. Four and they'll be wearing their Matt Taven t-shirts. Streamer oh, guy. So that's five. <laughs> and then the Taven girls. So we're, we're up at seven people right now. Seven so. people. But yeah. They're going so, to they keep those Honor Club subs going. Yeah. They have to. Just only for, ones. The, for, for the library. But and other than the, that. Go ahead, two chips. Oh, I was going to say. Then the Briscoe family occupied the whole other population. So true. Just. So, yeah. so funny story about, about the Briscoes. I saw them at GCW this past weekend. I I didn't even know they were the GCW tag team champions. Wait, they came to Texas? They traveled? Yeah, Life they traveled. Good. Life, Life is, is good. good. And and Bandito was supposed to wrestle Tony Deppin, and he wasn't on the show, and I didn't know why. So when they made that announcement today, I said, ah, that explains why he wasn't at GCW. Okay, good to know. But to Will's point, and we can talk about it a little later, are they just going to hand the belt to Gresh? <laughs> anybody I mean, but Flip Gordon. I don't care who wrestles him. Anybody but Flip Gordon. Yeah. All right, Jamal, before I let you get in there, uh, the, the one thing I think that um, I think the biggest issue with ROH over, over these years, because it sounds like we're giving like a, uh, what do you call it, at a funeral? Uh, um, eulogy. 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 Thank you. Um, is this that they just, they never, they, they, they never, they prided themselves in being resilient, which they have been considering all of the different partnerships and errors that they've been in and losing major talent. And so it's impact. But the, the, the biggest issue is that they were never willing to adapt. And when contracts, structures got different, when streaming services became a thing, when independ- independence became booming, when women's wrestling became women's wrestling, not just women's attraction, they just never got on board with these things because I think they were very high strung on, well, we've been around for all this time. We're the best pure wrestling company. That's why everybody watches us. That's why we will always open doors. And then beyond that, logistical reasons. Again, I'm not, there's no reason that on Saturday night I can watch late night show, uh, Mad TV, MASH, and then I'm at this point, I'm clearly either passed out drunk or I'm he- hella asleep <laughs> And then ROH comes on. I'm like, what? <laughs> and it's like a new episode. So, you know, and Honor Club never stood a chance in the world of, in the streaming service war when you had major juggernauts coming down, peaking interest into pro wrestling. And if Honor Club was going to stand a chance, then it needed better and more incentives to make it worth bang, it, the, the, worth the bang for your buck. I mean... For the price tier, it wasn't really offering things. And then, obviously, the biggest thing is, like, the DVD error is long gone. It should not be part of your biggest... Uh, it should not be part of your biggest 
uh, merch uh, incentives of things you can get new DVDs. Like that's, that's that stuff is dated now, you know. But I don't know. But Jamal, uh, for for you, um, I, I, I I obviously I want to know your reaction. Um, but where do you see this going? What's what's the next chapter here? Well, I mean that is the sixty four thousand dollar question. If there were an answer to what's the next chapter, then we would either be a lot more optimistic or pessimistic than it than we are now. Uh, we would have the closure that we're looking for, or we would know what we're looking forward to in the future. So, can can you, can you speak a little bit more about um, Sinclair's stance with this? Because there there is more info about uh other hardships that Sinclair is dealing with, which ultimately kind of trickles down to that. So like that's when I well, when I meant, you know. Okay, well I mean well the short answer is it's that we still don't know. Uh what does Sinclair's debts and they are in all the debt. Like so whatever <laughs> you think you owe, triple it and then add a billion to <laughs> it because Sinclair is in that much debt. So that's a problem. Now, where does that leave ROH? Because I really don't care if Sinclair goes under. Um, what I am interested in is what happens to Ring of Honor. What happens to Ring of Honor as a single Sinclair property? Uh, Sinclair and and um, Bally Sports, for example, share, they own they bought the regional sports networks around the country from Fox when Fox sold mm-hmm. all of their you know stuff. So Damian Dallin in Dallas gets Fox Sports Southwest. That changed to Bally Sports Southwest. And that is partly owned by Bally's and Sinclair Broadcasting Group. So I wouldn't doubt that in that market, Rig of Honor comes on whenever the hell it wants to. Mm-hmm. Now, Sinclair owns, of course, a bunch of stations around the country. They're like the one of the, the fourth or fifth largest um, owner of television stations in the country. Uh, and it's, you know, they have a hell of a footprint, so they're not up there with NBC, but the thing is, is that they control a lot of the narrative, especially through their local news outlets in the middle of the country. So a lot of those red states are Sinclair broadcasting stations. And if you live in a blue state with a Sinclair station, your news is radically different than it would be on almost every other channel in your market. (laughs) So with that said... You know, what does that mean for Ring of Honor? Now, the short answer is we don't know. We don't know if Sinclair's sinking ship brings Ring of Honor down with it. And that means that they're going to have to start from scratch, you know, buy their, um, you know, whoever would buy the company back from Sinclair and then move on and literally start over. We don't know if Ring of Honor's even owed any money as far as part of the deal. If, if, Ring of Honor was bought by Sinclair. Did they pay them all up front or did they pay them over time? Did they pay them in liquid assets? Like, well, we're going to buy your company, but we're going to we're going to allow you to keep 40 percent of merch, house, DVDs and stuff like that. So it doesn't have to necessarily be a Brinks truck full of cash. It could be other ways to pay for the company. Um, If you've seen Shark Tank, you know that it's not just they look for equitable stakes in a company. It's not just an outright. I own this. And then, of course, maybe that question's already answered and they flat out own it. They can do whatever they want with it and they go down. Everything goes down with it. I don't know the answer to that. So because there's so much we still don't know, even at zero hour as final battle starts in under 24 hours, in under 48 hours, because it starts on the 11th. 
there's so much that we don't know. And that's part of the problem. We've been saying for years how Ring of Honor is behind the eight ball, behind the times, uh, <laughs> what they need to do to get better, simple fixes that they can make that, don't, that doesn't cost a lot of money. And even in its last breath, mm-hmm. in its very last breath, on its deathbed, its last words that they whisper into my ear are, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> and that's... We don't that's know the main event. <laughs> it's unfortunate. I mean, like, yeah, with the Bandito thing notwithstanding, it's just that there it doesn't really seem to be... They, they know as much as I do. Because these it's questions... for the course. That I, these questions that I have about the... Uh, yeah, about the establishment of the company shouldn't be questions anymore. There yeah. should be a transitional period. There should be some kind of you know agenda going forward. This is what we're doing to get you to wait for us for four months. To, to me, it has. Did to anybody be hear though that 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 word from Ring of Honor saying what? That's the question. That's the real question here. Let's say they do come back in April. Why should you wait for them? Yeah, exactly. Right. That's yeah. why it it has. It to won't be, be the scale. same thing. That's for exactly. sure. Exactly. Yeah. Momentum's yeah. gone. Momentum's All the gone. contracts it is the same thing. That's part of the problem because the same thing is how they got themselves here. Yeah, I right. think I, I think something similar to this, but not really similar, has to kind of be wow when they were a thing and then they weren't a thing, and then uh, McLean purchased it and he talked about the rebranding and the new mm-hmm. aesthetic and it kind of took the image of like you know. Uh, the, the the production of uh, Lucha Underground and they had the access deal. I think somebody has to step up in a way like that where they say like we own ROH, the new ROH. I'll just go off and play play off of something very. I don't know. It's kind of you're probably going to hate it, but I'll just say ROH 2.0. But they're going to have to have a deal. Matter of fact, I tell you what, if a, a new ROH comes out and they say they got a TV deal and it is something easily watchable. I'm automatically sold. It has more. It gives me <laughs> even more if they did I had in the last ten years of ROH. Even Just if they didn't, me. remember, you know, this time a year ago when you know companies were starting to tinker around the idea of running shows again, and the Indies were holding on, you know, fifty people with, you know, and they're all covered in trash bags, trying not to look at each other. Um, you know, the dark <laughs> days of COVID. Yeah. And Ring of Honor said, "No, nah, we shut it down. We're not going to do anything. Right. We just shut it down." All right, cool. Respect yeah. that. But other companies started to come back. Florida did a thing. Hands got greased. I'm in, you know, I'm in Jacksonville earlier this year for double or nothing. And we move, we're moving on. Ring of Honor, I shut it down. Yeah. Well, at a certain point, you know, you gotta you gotta do something. And then they moved too late on that. You know, they really couldn't get it established. And then their TV situation was always messy, really couldn't get it established. And now we're here at final battle. I mean, they had a whole damn women's tournament that nobody, you know, really talked about. Major and unfortunately, names, too. Oh. You know, that never mm-hmm. really got a thing. So it's it's just that, like, it's, every they, they time that you thought they were going to do something. Too. Right. All right. I, I, I get utilizing social media, but, like, you're on my television station. I you're owned be, by I, a television company. Yeah, if yeah. I can't and watch to throw it everything on YouTube. Yeah, at least commercials should be like heavy in prime time. Do something that makes sense. I mean, when I'm watching, if I'm if I'm in Dallas and I'm watching the Mavericks game, just above the three point line should be Jay Briscoe's face because Ring of Honor is coming <laughs> on after the game. <laughs> something, 
something of some because you know how like on hockey yeah. they, they superimpose uh ads on the end boards <laughs> in uh baseball they have ads on the behind the pitcher's mound that they superimpose mm-hmm. there yeah. but you know i want to see you know bandito and then of course do you still do the, the physical promotion too because if you know if ring of honor and sinclair and bally's you know there's corporate synergy as big as yeah. aew is they know that they can still be bigger that's why they're cross branding stuff with roads yeah. to the top. That's why they're cross branding stuff Jam. with the Cartoon Network thing. Uh, you yeah. know, they're deep. They're reaching out within yeah. their, um, yeah, in their in their Rolodex to say like, yo, what can we do with this? Yeah, and of course, if, if anybody right. has a good idea, then we'll we'll run with it. But the bottom line is, is that there's no end to promotion. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah. That, that's entirely even true, even right? WWE for what it's worth, yeah. they are everywhere because they have to be everywhere. I just I just said right. this on another subject. I was just like, Spider Man is still running commercials, although it has the second biggest pre sale of all movies outside of right. Endgame. Because hype is hype, and and hype they're going to hype. because not you can never, yeah, well, you can never promote too little. I mean, too much, too there much. You That's there it. You not can never has, if you do it the smart way too. I bet you yeah. RH be having people still put out flyers around Baltimore. Yeah, streamer guy. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's it's unfor- it's unfortunate because you know what this is reminding me of thinking about it it's reminding me of the last episode of wcw nitro where oof, all we there you go was, there you go all we knew going in was well wwf's bought the place and that's it that's all we know is they yeah. bought the place this is the last episode of nitro but once it goes What's off next? the air tonight we have no damn idea what's next. And that's pretty much what this is, except no one's bought the place. It's just, yeah. we're closing. But, but here's the thing, though. <laughs> the sign's up going out of business. That's all it is. Yeah, this, circus, want- this is Circus City right now at this point. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Everything must see- go like we got on the screen. <laughs> I want to see in its last moments uh, some kind of retrospective. Even if it's like, obviously, we're not going to get the dream matches and stuff like that. The, the, uh, the promo, you know. the vignettes they've been showing have been pretty good With on sure. that note. <clears throat> sure, if you can find them. But, it, you know, the thing that I really wanted to see, because even if it's not the, the, even if it is the end of the current product, you know, it's been a 20-year run for Ring of Honor. And that's a damn mm-hmm. good stretch for a wrestling yeah. company. Yeah. So, you know, I hope that we get some special appearances by Nigel McGuinness. By CM Punk, by you know Brian. I mean, again, I know wishful thinking. That's not going to happen. Yeah, but, because if know, they had that, you market that, and at this point now, you're not worried about ticket sales. Well, that's you know the shit that thing. you market six months ago when you knew the shit was when the shit was hitting the fan. Mm-hmm. You, you, like, you, and you know what's funny? Kerry has been posting like old pictures of of, of the old talents to work with. I'm pretty sure that I mean, you got to think about this now. If you couldn't get Jay Lethal to come, who was just signed like a, a week ago. He really right. wasn't giving any efforts to anybody else coming in. It's, it's right. now. Here's just, the question: is, is this Ring of Honor's fault, or is or are their hands tied behind the red tape of Sinclair? I easily mm. could be tied. Easily, they easily could. Be tied. Because yeah. if you have, yeah, because got, got, I could see it be as simple as you know, Sinclair is like, look, you you we're shutting things down. You already had this show booked, and you had already started selling tickets to it, so you can still run the show. But we're not putting any extra money into this that we don't have to put into it. With the money you got right that we had we had set aside, that's it. Not one penny more. So it's like fly, fly, fly extra people in. Nope. We ain't giving it to you. Pyro, (laughs) forget it. Bring 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 back the the 42 inch Mitsubishi TV. 
throw it up there. <laughs> give, give them the nostalgia that they want. Unless <laughs> you can get people to show up on their own dime, we ain't helping. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. the door is closed. Tell you what, at this point, they should have just did the damn show for free. They did that. It they did that before. Out. It didn't I know, do anything. Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> we, we All right, so there. Let, let, I had plenty let, of leg room. Let's let's quickly do this before we get to the uh, half show because God damn, we going through time. Um, is there a there, is there a right person here to step up to make the purchase? Absolutely. Is there a right person? Who? Absolutely, there, there are plenty of people. But, um, okay, I mean, yeah, I mean, well, uh, obviously, Mark Cuban. Uh, you know, yes. is, is one. I've heard that name rumored around a couple of times. Yeah. Or suggested, I mean, should I say. Um, yeah, that would be great. Um, obviously, Tony Khan, uh, you know, stepping in and buying Ring of Honor and, and leasing that as like a legitimate, not necessarily second brand, but, you know, and he doesn't have any uh, uh, any, any wrestlers to uh, to intake as well. So him buying the brand actually could be great for licensing, especially with the AEW game coming out. Um, there's a lot of you know, merch opportunities, T-shirts opportunities, whatever they own, whether it's the, the uh, they have actual ownership of the licenses of the wrestlers and talent and music. Yeah, who? that could especially uh, not music. <laughs> especially not music. <laughs> music didn't even last, but only a year for some wrestlers. <laughs> no, no, but I'm saying like, but like Jay Lethal's theme isn't like a you know a licensed song. So actually, it is. Yeah, damn it. But either way, the point is, is that there's some money to be made off of the licenses to Ring of Honor, especially, you know, if AEW looks to quickly build their uh, catalog for some kind of over-the-top streaming network. Who, um, uh, who else? Yep. Who else? Y'all Tape Library is probably I'm the whole thing. Yeah, I'm gonna throw a wild card name out there, just out the blue, Mr. and Kennedy. I have no reason rhyme, but David Arquette. I don't know what his finances look like, but Scream is coming out, so he could be. Want to do something? I thought I thought an interesting name out there, Genie Bus. Go ahead and solidify another wrestling company mm-hmm. under your brand. You have Wow, you have Access. Go ahead and, and fill in that slot. That well, you lost ROH two. on Access. What about <laughs> the Rocks company that bought the XFL? I, I thought I about that too, but I don't think he would do that. Mm, yeah, because it's just but, the rights and the licensing, right? Right. So right. Yeah, and I, and actually, 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 actually. If Genie Bus was to make a purchase like this and just getting the name and the notoriety with that and just doing the in-house production tapings like they're doing for a while, that's already a whole new feel for it. It looks different. It feels different. It actually is going to be on television. And they actually care about combat sports because they gave all of the wrestling uh, shows slots on primetime. You had WOW. You had um, uh, New Japan. And then you had Impact all on access on slots at a, at a certain point. So, I, you know, like I said, the biggest thing for me is like, whoever takes care of ROH, <laughs> make it visible. And hell, I don't know what these people's <laughs> pockets are like, but I wouldn't be, it wouldn't be far-fetched if somebody like an MCW stepped up just to claim the name, keep it local, and work with, I mean, even though Kerry, uh, whatever, in the Sinclair situation may be a thing, I don't see him wanting to step away from the wrestling world. Just think the finance is caught up in or the situation with St. Clair and what, what what can you do? So I don't know, but as we said, final battles this Saturday. Um, yeah, I can't even say anything else about it because I felt like I was gonna say we'll see you there, but that may not even be true. So <laughs> uh, but we will have to obviously talk about what the production looks like. And for God's sake, 
for our last thing on ROH, just give Gresham the goddamn belt and let him carry it all around. Let <laughs> no. it be the terminus. No. Let it bring be it to terminus. Bring no. It, bring it to PWG. You know, like if you if you want to keep this, the brand name afloat, let him be like uh, Nick Aldis and go around. Vacate the belt and have a ladder match. No. <laughs> no. All right, let's run a commercial. Um, and then we got to get to the second half. We've got to talk some NXT 2.0. Be back in a moment. If you're looking for ways to skip the trip to the post office and dodge all of that hectic holiday shopping traffic, why not save time and money with Stamps.com? Stamps.com lets you compare rates, print labels, and access exclusive discounts on UPS and USPS services all year long. It just makes sense, especially if your business tends to send more mail and packages out during the holiday season. Now, whether you're selling online, running an office, or even a side hustle, Stamps.com can save you so much time, money, and stress during the holidays. You'll have access to all the post office and UPS shipping services you'll ever need without taking the trip. And you'll get discounts you can't find anywhere else, like up to 40% off of USPS rates, as well as 76% off of UPS. Now, going to the post office instead of Stamps.com is sort of like taking the stairs instead of the elevator. Just going up a couple of floors, sure, take the stairs. Walking up 30 flights a day, you could use a break. So if you spend more than a few minutes a week dealing with mail and shipping, Stamps.com is a real lifesaver. You'll save so much time and money, because that's important, you'll wonder why you didn't start sooner. Save time and money this holiday season with Stamps.com. Sign up with our promo code POD, P-O-D, for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts necessary. Just go to Stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code P-O-D, POD. Again, Stamps.com, code POD for your discount. All right, folks, welcome back to the second half of the Big Gold Belt podcast. You can find us on all social media at Big Gold Belt and on the website, BigGoldBelt.com. When I say all social media, I mean all of them, Facebook, Twitter, um, Tumblr, Tout. Um, Tout's still alive. Tout is still alive, folks. Damn straight. Maybe. maybe. Um, and, and Twitch. Find us on Twitch, streaming live on Twitch each and every Thursday as well as well as uh, Twitter. Uh, what is it called? Twitter Live? I don't know. Periscope is dead. Twitter is it Live, Twitter whatever watch? it is. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter something. Twitter Live, I, we'll just go with that. Uh, each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Uh, streaming for about an hour, bringing you the latest and hottest in pro wrestling. Well, now, folks, it's time to go to Jamal. We're going to go with our uh, quick hits, our little news and quick updates for the week tomorrow what you got uh yeah so every week i want to focus on and highlight a wrestling company somewhere local uh local to us is you know four to five hundred miles away a good four hour drive a nice day trip um so what's happening this weekend that if you're in the dc area or somewhere near ish by that you might want to check out well obviously we did talk about ring of honor and that's outside of baltimore but realistically the show that you need to be at that you need to be at right this weekend is the 11th. It's House of Glory. Malachi mm-hmm. Black versus The Amazing Red. Kim Broadway oh. versus TJ Perkins. Low Key versus Buddy Matthews. That's the show that you need to be at this weekend. Uh, yep. You know, tickets are on sale. There's a meet and greet for all the talent. You know, it looks like a hell of a deal, but it's uh, also on Fight, uh, $14.99. So 
uh, House of Glory. You know, they, yeah, Masterpiece, uh, you know, Pride and Joy. I was House wondering, does he still own it? Because you know they're about it, about it. They certainly are. And uh, they're doing up, a thing. You, you pull up in camos, you get them for free. You know that, right? Or if you or if you come with the tank, you know, you can get your whole family in. <laughs> the password is make Even a mystical dread. <laughs> the password's what? Make them say, uh. <laughs> oh, shoot. I, I thought, come on, we're, we're talking No Limit Soldiers now. I thought it was going to be Hootie Hoo. We're going to be bringing that back. <laughs> Oh, we're bringing that back the, the WCW show. flavor here. Can subsidiaries like the 504 boys be included? Hey, yo, I forgot they were in WCW. Yeah, they were. <laughs> Wasn't there like bodyguard called Swole? Yes. I think so. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. He was, was a massive, massive person. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. God. So, so that's happening uh, this weekend in Jamaica, Queens. Uh, 91-1214, 144th place in Jamaica. So uh, bring your vest if you're traveling out there to Jamaica at night. Uh, protect yourself at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, protect yourself at all times. Make sure you get to the train station safely. But other than that, it looks like a hell of a show this weekend in New York. Um, also that happened in New York at the UBS Arena, uh, Taz's son, Hook, made his debut. That show was taped for Rampage. And from, from all accounts, actually did pretty well got like a pretty big entrance uh you know build from saint mark's place in new york city nice. I, i'm actually really excited to see how the presentation comes through for hook um debuting in long island uh last night part of rampage that you'll see tomorrow so shout out the house of glory uh shout out the hook and i'm sick of damn tired of new york getting all the good wrestling shows uh new york <laughs> chicago and um and, and dallas i'm getting sick of it it's kind of ridiculous so the big story of course today is jeff hardy uh, he was let go from WWE. Seems to be the only person uh, let go, and I think it's a direct relationship to the video that came out a couple of days ago where he bailed out of a, a tag match at a house show and then you know, made his way back to the back mid-show. Um, and the rumor is, is that he didn't pass a wellness policy check, uh, and this was his third strike, so they let him go. Now, Matt Hardy, of course, because Jeff isn't answering any questions. Uh, he has a Twitch, and he said on Twitch earlier today, I did speak with Jeff for a little bit, and he's okay. He's good. I think he'll be fine, but once again, this isn't my business. And if he wants to go into more detail, he'll do it himself. Jeff is at home. He is home, and he's okay. But honestly, it's not my business. It's not my story to tell. And besides, I wouldn't do it justice anyway, because it's not from my perspective. So I love my brother, and I just want him to be okay and healthy. Uh, no official word on what test he failed. No official word on, um, you know, what how much he had remaining on his contract. Uh, no official word on why, what he his ailment was that brought him to the back early. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting that he just bailed on the match and not had a doctor check on him if it were a physical thing. So it's uh, if you're if you're a fan of Jeff Hardy or if you're not, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I might want to say a little word for him because it's he's had a he's had a rough go over it. But um, yeah, Jeff Hardy not with the WWE anymore, um, and that's a pretty interesting thing that happened. Also interesting over in the UK in Wales specifically, uh, Chris Jericho and Fozzie they're on tour of the UK, and Jericho came down with a quote non-COVID related treatable health issue. Um, <laughs> 
So well, if you uh, they spell bullshit for us and like blatant pink and <laughs> orange letters, right? <laughs> gotcha. Well, uh, we don't know. So the Sin City uh, in Swansea, which was the venue, uh, had to cancel <laughs> the show. More puns. This is getting better. <laughs> uh, they had to cancel the show, and uh, the show on Friday in Swansea is canceled. Uh, tickets will be refunded. Uh, Nottingham, England, and London. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with those shows. I, I just uh, got to say, because I just keep laughing in my head, like Jericho is the only person to pretend like COVID never happened. The crew tried to go three times during the pandemic. We know where his folks was at January 6th. I mean, the concerts clearly <laughs> was just... I mean, there's so much proof in the pudding here that it's just like he's just going <laughs> to continue to never say that this shit never caught up to him, ever. And he's still well, living his best 2018 life. Well, yeah, but to be fair, it says a non-COVID-related treatable health issue. So I don't know what that could be. Is it a physical thing? Did he blow his vocal cords? Does he have a back problem? You know, it's, it is a thing. Um, mm-hmm. But we, we'll see. I mean, and also, I mean, like, all the bullshit aside, to be sick out of the country is is a frightening thing. Yes, it oh. is. <laughs> Gotta yeah, be one so, of my biggest fears. No fun. Yeah, be yeah, there's, there's, there's so many you know legal and logistical hurdles that you have to go through if you come down with anything more than the sniffles outside of your home yeah. area. So yeah. uh, you know, for what it's worth, it's interesting to see what happens with that. And more importantly, it's interesting to see how quickly he's willing to come back to AEW. Uh it looks like his tour, he has at least a couple more days for the tour, and then of course there's Christmas. So um, you know, depending on what this what this means, yeah, I don't know. Uh Jericho could be out for longer than originally intended so that's yeah kind of a nutty thing there if you are a fan of Rey Mysterio uh you know good on him uh there's a uh, message that came out from Cartoon Cartoon Network Latin America Rey Mysterio mm-hmm. versus the darkness or Rey Mysterio versus La Oscuridad uh, will be produced by a Mexican studio called Viva Calav- Calavera uh, 10 episodes and it will premiere in Latin America in 2022. So if you speak it to Spanish, then good on you because Ray Mysterio and the look of it has like an anime type look from the still um, that I'm seeing. And that's obviously, you know, Ray Mysterio doing things. It kind of gives me Samurai Jack vibes from the animation in, in the still. And that's not a bad thing. Um, if it's some Cartoon Network, yes. That's definitely the way they were going with it. Yeah. So. I can definitely see Rey Mysterio being the Samurai Jack of Latin America, you know, um, mm-hmm. vanquishing the darkness, you know, read into that dope, what you will. Actually. So yeah. I, I obviously hoping for uh, subs or an English uh, version will be interesting to see if Rey does the uh, voice himself or you know, what is that? What exactly that looks like? Um, uh, who, who's doing animation? Uh, a company called Viva Calavera uh, in conjunction with Mysterio himself. Uh, but it's going to be running on Cartoon Network in Latin America. Was this his big thing that he was talking about? Yeah, going to be released. Okay, cool. Yeah. I don't know. I thought he was yeah. going to do a wrestling school in San Diego. That's what I was going for. But this is it. Way better. Way better. Get that so, money, bro. Uh, Jaime Jimenez Rion uh, said he's the vice president of content and original production for Warner Media Family and Kids and Family Latin America. And he says in a quote, "We're very excited to share Cartoon Network and Rey Mysterio fans uh, more details of this of." And more details and color of this promotion uh, production made in Mexico. We are confident that you'll enjoy the nice. surprises we have in store and the show will meet all of your expectations. So, um, you know, cool. 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm down for it. You know, whether it's in English or in Spanish, I definitely want to get my eyes on that uh, when it comes out sometime next year. Uh, Beyond Wrestling. Uh-oh. Oh, no. This doesn't look good. Now, this is from Bodyslam.net, so you can take it for what it's worth. But they say uh, Beyond Wrestling, Uncharted Territory, has been pushed on IWTV as one of their flagship brands and has been seemingly a success. But Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net has learned that it will be replaced by a new promotion that is being launched by the company's current owner, Drew Cordero, beginning in January. The new promotion is set to launch on January 6th uh, uh, and will feature a new and unique business model where everyone will be paid off the gate and there are no financial guarantees for talent. What What could possibly go wrong? Interesting. Paid from the gate. So he basically, just, he, they're running the wrestling promotion like a nightclub. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Free before. He so, just, he, so he just launched WWR Plus, and now he's going. He's he's tripling down with another and with a whole new business metric here. Now, if it if if Twitch were bigger as a mainstream network, I can see that model working where you tip and you super chat and you bit or whatever the hell mm-hmm. your specific match, and then you take 20% off the top and give them the, the and have them split the excess. Uh, but there's just so much shadiness in a business Absolutely. that's inherently shady Absolutely. where it's like, yeah, no way that works. Yeah, yeah, you'll get paid off the gate. Well, well, what if yeah. everybody shows up? Yeah. And that means good, you good luck let, accounting for that. Yeah. And that means you yep. can't let no one in for free. Nope. Right. So, so you start that. seeing bodies. You start seeing bodies in here. You start adding ducats up. And you're like, hold on, this ain't this ain't looking yeah. right. This right. funny money. That sounds like a disaster waiting to happen. Totally right. So um, it, it goes on to say the belief is that it will allow the promotion to drop ticket prices and level the playing field in terms of giving our local and less experienced wrestlers a bigger platform to stand out. Yeah, that's that bullshit right there because it definitely that's sounds bullshit. like to me it's like, hey. <laughs> We, uh, you're getting paid on clout this week, and, mm-hmm. if, and if you pop yep. the crowd, we'll give you fifty bucks. Yeah, yes. that, that, that's yes. him sitting there and be like, "Guess what? I don't have to have a budget for my show anymore." Yeah, so uh, that's oh that's kind of crazy. Um, the last thing mm. is Pat McAfee. Uh, good, you know, love him or not, he signed a thirty million dollar deal with Fan, uh, FanDuel. Um, I don't Ooh. know exactly how the hell it works, but for thirty million dollars, I'm going to learn. Uh, you gotta it's a love his deal. life. With a throw with a uh, three years guaranteed with an option for the fourth. So I don't again, I don't know what he does with it or what FanDuel is itself. But so if FanDuel uh, is a premier uh, sports betting app. Um, they are they just finally about to get on board with Maryland after they have been moved in like a year or something to go. So it's like just NGM? about to go live uh, at um, at live. Okay. Um, so they had the whole station set up, but they 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 just went active this week. Um, and with betting getting bigger, with them bringing in more money, so much money in betting, um, with and more places being legal, it's, this is chump change to them. But with him being a complete ambassador for them, uh, having a segment about betting lines and whatnot, and him being knowledgeable with a ton of influence of all ages now. It's yep. a it's an easy person. Not to mention it's not just him. You still got uh AJ Hawk on there as well, too. I mean, these people have uh sports team allegiances to them, uh other hobbies that they will that they have, just organic uh um uh audiences, and then they got their collegiate background audiences. There's just so much for them to do. It's 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 chump change for uh FanDuel. 
this is an amazing deal for them. Definitely congratulations. Goals. Major goals there. I told you when I told you when we saw that that the goals. I'm like, nah, man, that's that's something we still got to do. Thirty million. I'll be like, all right, folks, this is the last time you'll see us virtually. <laughs> We're building the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I saw an interesting stat that he's making thirty million off this deal, but his entire NFL career he only netted fifteen million total. Well, and he's probably only he's probably he, only yeah. I mean, you know, the, he's the one of the best corners though. He was among yeah. the best corners. Yeah. So. All right, let's let's get into our uh thank you for the news, our quick hits for the week. Um, let's get into our um our other things real quick. So we're gonna make this one short because I want to get to the biggest thing of tonight. Um, Gorgano and well, sh- before I go further, Johnny Wrestling Gorgano, Will's Johnny favorite wrestler, um, <laughs> is uh and Kyle O'Reilly, Will's second favorite wrestler, actually. <laughs> they are. Uh, I- <laughs> you know Will loves the air guitar. That's his favorite thing ever. I mean, there are no Kennedys. It just floats his boat. Um, See, you ain't have to mention no Kennedy. There was no one even trying to bring him absolute, into the conversation. Absolutely Stop not. That. Absolutely not. Just saying. Stop that. Also, uh, since you just want to throw Kennedy out there, Kennedy's at C2E2 this week, and he will be at the Headlock Comments uh, table. So check out my man Mike Kingston there, and you can check out Marcella's favorite wrestler, uh, yeah, Mr. Kennedy, who will be signing Friday and Saturday. See, I'm taking the along with a bunch of other wrestlers. Good <laughs> comments. The new volumes drop. Go support my man, Mike Kingston, at C2E2 this weekend. But yeah, as I said, Johnny Gargano and uh, Kyle Riley, it appears that they are leaving NXT. And the last few pillars of the original gold and black brand looks to be gone. And NXT 2.0 is officially here. So, folks, are they really going NST or what's what's the move here? Because you know everybody thinks Undisputed Era, all of them are in are, are, are on their way to be at AW. It's like, oh, here's the next day, whatever. But uh, honestly, now let's let's use our uh our, our thinking caps here. Are they really done? What's next? What is the move? Will your favorite wrestlers, you go first. <laughs> I will say of the two and the way things were handled, if one of them's leaving. I got to say it's Kyle O'Reilly. He has, like you just said, there's more reason for him to. They can easily shift over into a renamed undisputed era in AEW since Bobby Fish is already there. And of course, Adam Cole's there. So there is a spot for him, clearly, to reform Red Dragon in a different place, if he so chooses. Johnny Gargano, on the other hand, he was very... uh heavily promoted this week with revealing what he was going to do, what his future held. And I don't care who you are. WWE just does not do that sort of thing. It's rare for them to promote somebody that heavily without having some sort of plan in place. So if anybody is sticking around, I would say it has to be him. They did that angle with him and uh, what's it a gray, uh, what's his Grayson name? Waller. That, that dude, whoever that, Grayson Waller was great, great something. Yeah. So they did an angle to write him out. He's got a baby on the way in February. They openly talked about all that. I think what's going on with Johnny Gargano is they're like, look, you've been here a long time. Take a break, rest up, heal up, welcome your new baby. And there's a seat here waiting for you when he, when all that's done. I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't see them promoting him that hard without a plan in place. So if I'm expecting anybody gone, it's Kyle O'Reilly, but I don't think anything's definite at this point, but 
I think Johnny Gargano sticks around. That's my yeah. guess. Agreed. I mean, I, I'm just going to just say from a business standpoint, why would he leave when he is definitely guaranteed maternity leave? Sir, he's not going nowhere until that baby is has arrived and and they're doing their thing on the opposite end. Um, yeah, it's he's he's not leaving. It's, it, it doesn't make sense uh, logistically, much like Will said. But maternity leave is the big thing for me, which I was just like, yeah. And like I said, they're not going to put that much effort for somebody to, to, to get the boot. <laughs> Matter of well, fact, the last time they... day between two people, Kyle O'Reilly, nothing. This person, a lot. They can't be going the same place. It just doesn't the last make sense. Time, the last time we had this much hoopla over someone potentially leaving the company was when Dean Ambrose was doing that goodbye tour with The Shield. Mm-hmm. And then right. his contract ran out, and he went to AEW. So they they right. this isn't unprecedented for WWE to talk about someone leaving and hyping them up, and they still leave. It wouldn't be unprecedented if he did leave. Uh, I, I I agree with what we said earlier. I think he's just going to take some time off. The seat's his if he wants it. It's going to be a dad. He's like, you know what? I want to spend time with my kid. I want to spend time with my wife. The money will be there. He'll and I'll just add this. I'll just add this to what you just said, Damien, because it's right on point. I just got alert that officially that they're not resigning or extending his contract. So he will become a free agent. But that doesn't mean he's leaving. He can just enjoy right. that time being a free agent and come right back mm-hmm. and still do the same things. So he just needs his own personal time, like you said, to become a dad and enjoy family life. OK, let me come back. But that doesn't mean he'll jump ship and just go to another promotion. I'm also yeah. very big on the idea that contract languages are being drastically changed. So to extend it it's not really possible because it wouldn't be the same contract, especially if he's going to the main roster, which I could see him and his wife going to the main roster. Um, but again, I think they're going to uh, really uh, reap their benefits of the maternity leave and then they're reevaluating some months, you know, but yeah, right now I think it's an emotional thing because he's taking time for wrestling to have his first child. It's a huge thing considering all that thinking like I'm about to be away from this building that I'm here every week to be home with a family. Definitely a, a big difference for that guy. Um, Jamal, sir. Okay. I yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, here's where I don't care. Uh, <laughs> you have, uh, you know, Johnny Gargano and and whatever his legacy is in NXT. I do think that he's leaving because I think that you know the posture from WWE, it doesn't do them any good to let everyone know what it actually is. If they give him the farewell tour and say that he's not coming back, then there's no reason to a watch NXT. Um, B, wonder about what's going to happen with NXT, and C, speculate where he's going to be. Once you remove WWE from the conversation, and by saying that he's not coming back to them, then what's in it for them to do that? So even by setting up the thing, no matter whether whatever he does or not, by setting it up this way and leaving the inkling of the shadow of a doubt keeps them in the conversation. And because of that, we're actually having this conversation right now. Because if they had just said... Um, I'm done. Drops the mic. Thank you, everybody. I'm gone home. <laughs> um, then now that that's dead, we move on. If you're a Gargano fan to wherever right. he goes next, whenever it has to happen, it doesn't have to happen then now. But we, what we do know is that there's no reason to have a WWE conversation anymore. So yeah. I just think it's smart posturing on, on their part for him to uh, be written off in an angle to leave the, the possibility of the idea that he can come back, whether he does or not. Uh, I personally don't care um, because if he comes back, if he goes into a very bloated AEW, then so what? If he goes back to an NXT that isn't for him anymore, then so what? If he goes to 
a main roster where they decidedly said that they don't want guys like Johnny Gargano, then what are we doing here? So unfortunately, because I do like the guy, but unfortunately it is not necessarily, um, you know, to his benefit. Like he's not the big free agent that everybody thinks he is. Um, and, and the last thing is uh, Candace is going to be given birth soon. I think they say February. So mm-hmm. let him, you know, go and paint the nursery let him go and, and and do all of those things. Get Candace ready for the baby, and and then come March, we'll see where we are. Hell, he might come back to a brand new ROH. But the bottom line is, if if they say that he's dead uh, in <laughs> WWE, then there's no reason to talk about WWE anymore. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. Um, I I figure it wasn't too much meat on the bone for that topic. Just wanted to hear everybody since that just happened. But we'll see. Real quick, but- since I told you, I just needed thirty seconds to tell you why NXT's Who Two can go kick rocks. Okay. They had the final feud with Grayson fucking Waller. I rolled my eyes immediately when I saw who came out. Look, there's maybe three or four interesting people in this 2.0 crowd. Okay. Braun Breaker, sure, I'll give you that. I even give you Zylon, like the guy who's feuding with Legato. He seems intriguing as a prospect. But these cornball, like the dude, who's the dude with the with the bald cap? This dude with the bald cap that plays blackjack, like he's fucking Phil Ivy. God damn it. I could not stand watching him on my TV screen. And I'm glad Cameron Grimes whooped his ass. Aside from that, what the fuck they got Joe Gacy doing? Is he some bootleg, like, hipster Everybody he named I like. Everybody like, he named I like. I love Joe Gacy. I love Joe Gacy. Everybody. This ain't Joe Gacy. This is some weird Brooklyn hipster, Brooklyn hipster that wants to order avocado toast that's $40 from a goddamn <laughs> restaurant. I, I, I don't understand. If their whole point was to make superstars of the future, because I don't remember FCW. If they're trying to recreate FCW, I guess it's that corny. But holy shit, when the best part of your lineup is the, is the women's wrestling and a dude dressed like a Steiner because he is a Steiner, you got a problem. I'm sorry. Conversation. So what would you say it is Tony D'Angelo should have murked Johnny uh Johnny Gargano on the way out? That's First how they should have wrote him out. Yes. I, you know what's funny? I would I would have had someone like D'Angelo knock him out and repossess some like they repossessed uh Pete Dunn's mouthpiece during war games because he's in like the collections business. That was interesting, but this fucking poker player shit. I don't understand that. But who's the, who's the fucking <laughs> Dean Douglas wannabe? Who's that dude? Andre Chase. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. The two stupid I, twin brothers in Diamond Mind that look like Lurch and Birch. I oh, have you're, no you're idea tripping. what the hell their problem is. You're, you're tripping. Like, the best part about Diamond Mind is Ivy Nile by a mile. Okay? And, and, our, and our boy Ours. Stokely. Other than that, I could care less. So, so Corey J can't fucking da- skate, da- and they have her the- trying to skate down there looking really fucking stupid. That was like when they put fucking <laughs> Johnny Ace and Dean Douglas as the dynamite dude trying to fucking skateboard in 1992. Oh. WCW. Yeah, Will knows what I'm talking about. My nah, God. I know what you're talking about. Cornball <laughs> City. and Damien's fired up. I yeah, can't. I- the, the synopsis of that is Damien hates all the guys who have new gimmicks that we've never seen before. And if, no, I don't and mind giving giving the women I hate a when they're cornball. I hate when they're super. Look, not even fucking Gabe Sapolsky would do some stupid shit like this. Okay, this screams Chikara, and not in a good way. It's not a bad thing. A lot of people from Chikara had not crazy in a good way. Gimmicks. 
and our superstars now. Give me Super Beetle number 13, okay? Or Red Fire Ant number six. Cool. But none half, of this Andre Chase bullshit. No. Half of the top talent in the world are from Chikar and, well, I don't know, just this guy, Orange Cassidy. But, like hey, said, you know, gimmicks. Gimmicks. All right, last question of the night. Damien needs to fume down a little bit. His hat is definitely levitating a few inches off his head from steam. <laughs> Might drop. <laughs> but this is the other thing everybody got mad about, so I need to hear everybody's input on this. The NIL class is here, folks. The first recruitment is here. And people think this is also the nail in the coffin for the independence here. So, folks, we'll make it very easy. What are your reactions to that? Huh? <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> Yesterday was ridiculous. Yesterday was absurd. People was absurd. Because 15 college kids or however get signed. Come on. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. I I had heartburn for like 10 minutes. And I was just like, this is, this is, this is, I can't even tell you somebody wrote like a four page tweet about how this is shame on WWE events and everybody else. And People basically saying, if I ever want to be in the WWE, that means I got to go to I got to go to college and some other stuff. I don't know, but folks, we ever whatever reactions and responses you've seen online, whatever your personal are, this is your opportunity to share. Marcellus, we will go to you first. I am very intrigued to hear what yours what your stance on this this NIL class and what does this mean for the future. I really don't think it means anything. I really don't care. This is one thing I'm with Jamal, what I don't care. And the reason why I don't care is like literally when you have 15 you got, you got random, uh, literally when you have 15 random college athletes and granted they're superstar athletes for what they do. And they got to college 6% of people who play sports as their youth make it to college to play at that level. It's hard to do. However, that doesn't mean it's guaranteed that they will be a good wrestler. You have people that could be great wrestling fans that are good athletes, but that doesn't mean they'll be a good wrestler. So, I mean, granted, I mean, you're building a class of trying things out to see how these cheerleaders, football players, basketball players can do. But if I remember, memory recalls me correctly, didn't they do something like this like a year or two ago where they hired all these former D1 athletes who are basketball players and none of them panned out? Um, it's just, it's just, they've always had a few of those in every recruitment class in NXT, like just some random athletes. That's nothing new, but I I just don't see anything being new with this either. Now, granted, you can call it a different name, make it up in a different way. I'm just not excited about it. Um, until you prove your, you know, proof in the pudding to see what you can do of how you go. Now, as far as the indies losing talent that that's not going to happen okay so 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 how how is this any different from an nfl draft an nba draft where there's prospects you get paid and then you never pan out to be who you you could have been it's a crap shoot it's 50 50 football players that's that's why but this is a alternative draft for folks who don't have a destination now let, let me let me let me let me throw a couple of things out there real quick Number one, college students before this year, because I keep having to forget that uh, they um, finally uh, the God's hand came down and fixed this uh, whole collegiate thing with uh, uh, athletes being able to get money and whatnot. Um, Before then, you were in different sports where certain sports had guaranteed futures, football, NFL, baseball, MLB. But what about the people who were in track and field? possibly could have went to the olympics who knows people who went to oh well track and field uh, uh, covers a lot there 
Uh, let's just say bowling is another competitive uh, 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 collegiate sport. All these different things that once you're done college, that's kind of your glory days. And then you end up back around the way and you talk about all the good days and times that you had. So I'm thinking at this point now, now that these folks have an alternative here, it's it's an opportunity. And when you have folks who are still active in their whole uh, regiment and in, in, in terms of working out and just that mindset or whatnot, and giving them an option of saying, hey, you don't go there, you can come here. Sure, you may not have had wrestling on your radar, but there's an opportunity this can pan out. You're going to be paid, obviously, for your time. You're going to be in a, in a, in a world-class training facility with world-class class athletes. Hell, when even the WWE did their combine, they had folks from the NFL down in there with them. So, like, you're getting, you, you know, you're getting very close to the type of training and facilities that you had at these bit schools that you went to and whatnot. Um, so it's a good alternative options for these kids who possibly didn't know what future, what their future was for them beyond this. So mm-hmm. just, I, I think it's a, I think it's a, a good thing on that note. Now, Sellers point was like, well, it doesn't mean anything unless they pan out to be good wrestlers. Well, I think that comes down to the training here, but I don't think you should hold that against these pure athletes because that's what they are. And if anybody can learn the sport, it will be somebody who has that athletic background. Um, that give, I, I'm not going to say that ultimately gives them an advantage, but it certainly gives them a jump start into learning a new sport. Now, any other time anybody from any other sport went to another sport or was a two-athlete sport, no one questioned them. Bo Jackson, Michael Jordan, I don't know, just, just a few. I mean, do you want to talk about some MMA fighters who also played between different sports? I mean... It's the idea of like, oh, they were good at that. There's a possibility they could be good at that. Except for some reason, this sport is the one that everyone's like, there's no way they can do it, which I don't understand. As if like, <laughs> as if like other folks didn't already come down this track without this system exactly. being in place. I'm, right. I'm confused. Or, or as we were hearing yesterday from folks, it's wrong for them to be doing this because they didn't want to do it from the beginning. They didn't dream of doing this. So that makes it wrong. They shouldn't be able to take this path. They don't deserve this opportunity. That's the part that was killing me. What I was seeing yesterday was there was there is some confusion, I think, about this program, about what what it is and what it isn't. So just to clarify a couple things, because the press release did put things into perspective somewhat. So as we've been talking about, this is the NIL name, image, and license likeness program. Mm-hmm. All these kids are still in college. None of them have graduated. Most of them are seniors. There's a few juniors. One of them's a freshman. But most of them, you know, the idea is WWE, I'm looking at this as more like an internship than yep. as a developmental deal. These are not developmental deals. These kids are not moving to Florida. They're not going to the PC, like the people we'd sign, see signed to a developmental deal. The idea is you are finishing school, you are continuing with your collegiate athletics, and in the meantime, we are going to give you access to the Performance Center. You're going to get access to find out what WWE is about. You'll get to work with our media department and stuff like that. And come upon completion of that, If it goes good and if you like what you see and you finish up school and everything, once it's done, then we talk a developmental deal. Then we talk the next step of this. So this is by no means, oh, my God, we're we're locking all these kids in. They're taking up spots at the Performance Center. They're going to be on NXT. No, 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 no. 
that's not what this is. This is something completely different than that. It's a brand new thing since they can now have access to college athletes. So the ones that are interesting to me is like, hey, you got this AJ Ferrari kid who's a wrestler, a freshman, mm-hmm. and it's like, my God, an Italian kid with that name. He's all he looks like Paulie from Jersey to- Shore. Totally, totally. He's ready to go. He's ready to go. And of course, we were joking about in the chat that they have twin blondes that play out of Fresno State basketball. The Cavender twins, yeah. Who have a hell you have the Cavender twins who have a hell of a social media following already in the millions. So they got they, that there's run- some prospects in here that but but see the th- the thing about this and what I know about WWE trials from folks I know that tried out is yeah. that WWE does look at talent, obviously. Uh, they look at um, you know what previous skill or your resume, but they also look at what type right. of um, platform do you have. So having something already established right. is huge to them. And like you said, yes. you, na- you already named three people, and then you got the one person who's like really viral on TikTok. Like these folks are mm-hmm. legitimately athletes <laughs> that are currently playing sports that are currently in school, and then have a platform. How can you? How can right. anybody sit back and say, "Damn WWE, this is a stupid move"? It makes no sense. And you could imagine, you could imagine being in school, and you're like, "Man, first of all, football players too, with all the people in your head talking about CTE this, CTE that, and they're just like, actually, I don't even have to go this football route. I can actually do this because at this point now, your your future options could be limited if you're not." You know, if, if if especially matter of fact, and these are coming from pre- prestigious schools, which means like, yes, sure, you may have good education, but that doesn't mean that these schools are actually good schools to get you a good draft stock. So that also is like a failing dream. You're like, yeah, I got good education, but like, I'm not quite going to make it to the NFL playing on Duke's football. Well, yeah, that's the thing. How many of these guys are like they're in their senior year? The writing's on the wall. They know what their chances are by that point. They have a damn good idea. So it's like, okay, let me weigh my options here. I can do this WWE NIL program, internship kind of deal, see if that pans out. Because what else do I have in front of me? That's just it. Most of these folks are at the end of their college run. There's only the couple that are like towards the beginning. And those are the ones that kind of made me interested in me to see is the ones that like still have school to go through how they pan out if they stick with the program or not. But I look at it as like, I don't think they're putting up a whole heck of a lot to get these kids involved. I mean, who knows how much they are actually paying them, but yeah. Hey, good for these kids are getting something out of it. They're getting money. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Quite frankly, some of these folks that are seniors were like, shit, one year ago, I wasn't getting nothing. Now I'm getting opportunities left and right. So it's what a time to be alive. Now really quickly, Jamal, before you get in there, I just want to reiterate the statement of that. This somehow kills the Indies. Um, <laughs> no, actually, this is what killed ROH. This is exactly what when 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 WWE launched this program, ROH went underwater. This is exactly how this happened because people were coming up with fantasy theories. Uh, Jamal, your thoughts on this? I'll, I'll make it quick. Um, I I don't think that I have reason to believe that this is more than just uh, an internship um, because you don't have to pay interns. Uh, I think that WWE sought these 15 people out and and are immediately putting them in the performance center uh, no different than what a student athlete would do anyway. Now, I'm looking at the list and I'm seeing basketball players, football players, and track and field, um, and a wrestler, a couple wrestlers. You know, 
I'm not seeing bowlers. I'm not seeing darts. I'm not seeing theater majors. I'm not seeing pro golfers. Um, I'm not seeing tennis. Um, that, that doesn't mean that these sports are less less athletic. But when I see a five-five uh, track and field athlete, you know, when I see a six-five football player, a seven-foot football player, uh, and so on. Somebody you know, seven foot. Yeah, dudes, uh, seven foot, four hundred pounds from Portland State University. Um, <laughs> Another dude is 6'9", 330 from the University of Arkansas. Uh, he's a football player. the shot player. put guy? Uh, I thought, well, I think that would be track and field. But either way, the, the point still remains is that we're not talking, um, you know, and then we have a six-foot basketball player from Duke, Duke women's. So we're not talking um, some slouch. This isn't like the University of Largo, you know, going up against Columbia School of the Blind. You know, this is <laughs> – these are elite what? schools. Yeah. 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 So so what I do think is that they sought these people out for whatever their, their thing is and said, like, listen, you could chance it at the next level. And for all of these people, there is a next level for the track and field folks. There is uh, there are endorsements as you make your way to the Olympics. And that's the hustle. And then, of course, for the football players, maybe you get signed onto a squad. Hopefully the XFL CFL combination is coming up. Um, yeah. And for basketball players, same thing. Maybe you make it into the G League um, and get picked up somewhere in the world on a basketball scholarship. But the long and short of it is, is that I think these people are in the performance center on their weekends. I think that they actually are being signed to WWE under the contract of name, image, and likeness, which means that WWE has fast-tracked the bullshit so that they can get the merch out there immediately. Yeah. If as, you, as Will said, vignettes are already popping. Right. So once so that's that's the image and likeness part. They WWE is going to give you a name. They're going to build you up. And whether you know what wrestling is or you doesn't doesn't matter to them, but the long and short of it the long and short of it is is that WWE is looking to take these people and make them into WWE superstars. As They're they not interested should. in wrestlers anymore. They're interested in making WWE branded superstars. And As whether or not that translates uh, I actually think that's a good thing because it's it's part of the streamlining effort. They're starting yep. people from a lump of clay, putting them in the performance center, getting them into NXT shape. NXT is just a very bad version of SmackDown right now, and then they're going to you know send streamline them into the main roster for the first time in, in in that I can remember. WWE is building from the ground up what they want their company to be every single step of the way. That is a good thing. The question is, and you can't be mad at them for this, if you don't like the product, that's a you problem. Yeah. Not a them problem. Now, granted, if enough of the people don't like the problem, then it is a them problem. But the (laughs) idea is they are building the product that they want to build from literally the ground up. So, And I think that's a good thing. And beyond them having a platform on social media, don't forget these folks also have that collegiate following as well too we know from um steve manders who when he first came uh into professional wrestling on the independence he came from iowa same school as biggie his whole family and people from school was down at nova pro and they were looking no mike yep. and mike king and it was looking like who the hell is that crowd that's a following sir that that's what a, yep. somebody can do you he comes back all there in their black now. and gold yep because that's what happens. So, um, and Jamal, you're, you're absolutely right. They're, 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 they are. And, and then on the, at the other end, too, when you are able to build your person up from the bottom, 
you also know all about their medical history. That's the mm. one thing about some of these folks on the Indies that you don't mm. know about these injuries that never been really healed, really treated. Who actually trained them? I'd rather have somebody green than somebody who taught you completely wrong how to do something. You know? Right. So, yes, it's 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 not to say that the folks on the independents aren't good wrestlers because they're hell of a good performance for history, for, for years, years in, in within history. But that just means that that's not what WWE is. They're not looking for just pure wrestlers now. They want you to say, if you got the athletic talent to be a wrestler, that's good. But you also need to have, um, you know, the entertainment side, which I hate to even bring this up, but due to some events in 2019 where certain promotions were dying, there was a strong rumor that WWE had made a strong independent purchase of a company. When you think about how that company's ran and that system and how their owner of that company was actively in the WWE Performance Center because of the mindset of how he made his talent. There's not many promotions, if not any promotion ever to ever mirror that company, which is automatically an indication as to what WWE was looking for. They're looking for folks who not only can wrestle, but could be characters because they're building entertainment. So if that feeder system no longer exists, well, what else do they do it themselves? Infinity Stone. And and then after that point, it's, it's a snap. And then WWE is back on top again. So, hey, at the end of the day, they got a plan. AEW will be fine because they will continue to do it their route. There will still be tons of people available. The independents will still be very strong. Hell, some of these independent shows, as Jamal said, <laughs> are even must watch than both of these brands at times. So it's there's gonna room be for both. There is and, room for both. And and to be clear, this is nothing no different from anything else. I were excuse me, I would not say that. <laughs> But uh, for for my uh, shoot job, shall I say, there is a very similar track where you can come in through a program or you could just be a direct hire and come in there. But at the end of the day, you may end up in the same office as somebody, but you just got different routes. I have a, education, uh, a, a college educational background. Some people don't, but that doesn't mean that they're less eligible in doing that. Hell, you can even talk about the NBA. There's people who come directly from the NBA draft and go straight into the starting lineup. Then they're supposed to come from the D League, overseas, all sorts of different things. There's folks that go that go to college. There's certain folks who plays. Uh, uh, <laughs> do people come from the Drew League? I guess so. Drew, not G. Of course, G. Oh, Drew, oh. Drew G. Then NBA. That for sure. Yeah. So you know, yeah. there's just different routes, you know. Um, so and this is just another alternative route for folks in pro wrestling who's interested mm-hmm. in pro wrestling to get there. If you want to play XFL, that's cool. But hey, you may get drafted to the NFL because that sure as hell happened to folks too. So you just never know. As a matter of fact, one particular person came from the Canadian League to the XFL to the NFL. I can't tell you what college he went to because he probably didn't even go. But shit like that happens. Or soccer players who played overseas who comes over and be a kicker. So, like, I think this is one of the things where people were going in these long rants about how WWE is killing things. It's just ludicrous. This is just an alternative route for if it fits you in their mode and what they're looking for to give for them. But if it doesn't, if you want to work your way through working through progress beyond your other local independents, and then you end up at AEW working a, a dark, and then you automatically, and then you you get a, a look, a trial, whatever it may be, and so on. But Jamal, one other question, and then I'm gonna let y'all get final thoughts on it. 
with this being here, I said last week that I don't feel like uh, trials are done. Do you still feel the same way that trials are done? City, I, I don't feel trial? that the trials are done. I, I do feel that the that the door uh, open between WWE and the independents uh, is closing. Um, and I and I do feel that this is ex- when they said this is what we want. I don't understand why people are going. Nah, but you don't mean that. No, they said what they wanted. What they want are wrestlers that they can mold into the characters, into the content that they want to provide. So less Candice LeRae, more Alexa Bliss. We want more Lacey Evans. We want more, you know, Becky Lynch. And again, I don't care what your background is. Lynch is infinitely more famous now than she was when she was Rebecca Quinn. So miss me with that indie bullshit. Mm -hmm. But the idea is um, there are very few that kept their indie persona and made it through the WWE. Kevin Steen is one of them. Sami Zayn is not that guy he was in ROH. I, when he he wasn't in ROH. Never mind. That was a different guy. Looked like him, no. But <laughs> but the idea is there are very few. And others, Apollo Crews, is not the guy that he was in Dragon Gate. Ember Moon is not the person that she was oh, wow. you know, when she was kicking ass in the uh, independent scene. Um, and that's what it is. But they said, no, well, the hell with that. We don't want to tear down and, and, and rebuild. We want to just build. So I do think that they will continue to have tryouts because this is just 15 people. There's a country. There's a world of people. There's somebody in Singapore right now. Mansoor is on the phone with somebody in, in Saudi Arabia or, <laughs> you know, or Dubai right now. There's, Both. you know, India. He's the middleman for world peace. Yeah. You know, right, and if you if you bring that to the table, that's what you bring to the table is like an internet. You fill a demographic; they're going to be for right. that. They don't like give a and again, and uh, the NIL is basically a collegiate pipeline. Like that's all it really is. Right. So yeah. you can still have trials exactly. for anyone Boom. who's not a collegiate athlete who's like 28, 29, flamed out in the NFL, free agent. undrafted yeah. free agent, and then it's a tryout. Like right. it's still going to exist, just I, not in the way we we were used to it. That's all. I tell you what. If they start treating these WWE drafts legitimately now, this this could be interesting. You mean like you, they drafted Gable Stevenson? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, just just a boatload of folks who actually have a story behind them that could actually mean something. I mean, because essentially that's what NXT 2.0 did. They just said we got new people, throw them out there. So what about they just start doing that to the main roster? I mean, no. I mean to be honest with you, for the content, I would actually like to see a presentation of the the quarterly class of new recruits hey. to NXT to the performance center. Hey, tell you what, that next performance center combine that they do is going to be special. Mm-hmm. It is going to be special. Bianca Belair killed it. Also another person with collegiate background and so track and field. So you got anybody got any other closing remarks on everything that we talked about tonight? Uh Damian, I know you 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 might came down now from your your your, your rant earlier you okay, okay cool. <laughs> I, i'm good uh if anybody gets a chance to re to watch reho versus jamie hater from last night's dynamite it was it was good that crucifix bomb i thought jamie got hurt i mean she sold it like a champ but please if you get a chance to